Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Put yourself in the shoes of maybe a guy like Arch Manning, a five-star quarterback. What do you think would be the most important for you to make your college decision? We're going to touch on that today. Stone Labanowitz, hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 106.3. What a wonderful day it is here. Back again, third day in a row. Theo Dorsey taking over here for Ken Lavica. On Ken Lavica Live. And today, as always on Wednesdays, as of course I knew, we're joined by Jeanette Javier, the Dominican diva. Jeanette, what's going on? Hola. <laughs> and we've got Stone Labanowitz, of course, here driving the ship I wonder, as we I, uh, as we touch on some pretty good topics today. I wonder if Ken will adopt Dominican diva. Because what is it usually? The, 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 Dominican, the Dominican queen. Yeah. Oh, the Dominican queen. But I like Dominican diva, though. I like the Dominican diva, too. It's what we've been going with when I do shows with Jeanette. So I, <laughs> That's I don't know. Theo's thing. Ken yeah. can have his own. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll keep that separate. Well, then, well, we then what's mine? You got to work on it. Uh, oh, I get to pick <laughs> you, one. No, no, you know, you have to come up with an original. <laughs> we'll work on that. We'll work on that. But the main thing today, man, as we see, I mean, in training camp here, the, the last thing you want to see are injuries in the NFL preseason in general. And today has been a bad one for a few different teams, including Jeanette's uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But we'll touch on a lot of that soon. First and foremost, man, Miami Hurricanes recruiting has been – uh, just something that's been empowering all of the South Florida fans of the Canes, including myself, including Stone Labanowitz. I think we talk about it pretty much every day. Yeah, we do. And Mario Cristobal, what he's been able to do here in his first year as head coach in Miami, back in his old stumping grounds, has been impeccable. And it got me thinking, these kids are coming together and putting together one of the best Miami Hurricanes recruiting classes that we've seen in the past decade or so for the 2023 class. Right now, it's sitting inside the top 10, right, Stone? I mean, it's way inside the top 10 live rankings if you're on 247. So we're in top. I say we. You guys yell at me yeah, all the yeah, time man. for saying we. Yeah, I didn't okay. know you were, wow, man of yeah. many talents. So me and, you know, me and Marcus Paul are really tight. <laughs> I know. I, I, I used to tell, huh? play for his team. I apologize <laughs> uh-huh. for that. But he has been dominating recruiting. And for the first time since 2008, I think we have more than eight kids inside the top 247. There goes we again. <sighs> it's tough. I know. They're just ki- okay. they're kicking recruiting's ass right now. And it's yeah. really good to see as a fan, not as a member of the team. That's right. I mean, it's not only is it good to see from the outside looking, it's good to see for Ken Levick alive in this show because we need more relevant college football programs that we can talk about as we get into the NFL season this year anyways. But it got me thinking. I always thought that Miami would be a destination school anyway. Of course. So I always thought that they would be able to attract not only guys from around the quote-unquote state of Miami, but all throughout the nation. But especially today, with the proliferation of NIL and with everything else going on in college football and how right now players are having more of that player empowerment, even on this level, it makes me think if I was in that position, if I was the bell of the ball, if I was a five-star quarterback, what is it that would matter most to me when I'm picking a college? Because there's, there's so many options. I mean, you could be looking at who has the biggest NIL deal. Mm-hmm. You could be looking at which coach you think can develop your game the most so that you can become a good NFL prospect. 
Maybe there's some kids that dream of winning national championships or ACC or SEC conference championships. Mm-hmm. And then maybe there's some kids that just want to be in a good location. Like, I, I'd imagine that has to play into it as well if you're thinking about a school like Miami, right, Jeanette? One thousand percent. I mean, being a star quarterback in a city, I guess it's technically Coral Gables, but you could just make that trick right down. Maya, Miami. We, UM, you yeah. are in the Mecca. In the we, we'll, we'll get into details later, absolutely, about culture, but yeah. That's definitely, I think, should be on the forefront of anybody's mind. It should easily be on the forefront. And and so for (laughs) me personally, I'm thinking of myself. Theo Dorsey, star quarterback. I think I'd be a dual threat. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? A dual threat. Yeah, yeah. Big arm, Mm left-handed. Maybe making the comparisons to Vic, I'd have to pump the brakes. Hey, guys. 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 I'm You're getting too cocky out here, hey, Theo, hey, hey, right I'm, now. Hey, I'm, I'm, this is my fantasy. Yeah, it's hypothetical. You get to pick your own fantasy. This is my fantasy. So I'm I'm the five-star QB sitting in my home in Houston, Texas, 18 years old, 17 years old. A guy like Mario Cristobal steps into my living room to talk to me and my mother. What's the most important thing to me personally? Oh, show me the money. <laughs> show me the money. Hey, and you, I'm looking at some of these NIL deals. Okay. You look at a guy like Jaden Rashada. That the Miami Hurricanes pulled in, and the, the numbers rumored around what he would be making. I'm talking about several millions. Yep. I look at other guys Wild. going to. Which, come on. It's, re- it's reportedly eight and a half million dollars for Jaden Rashad, who's a four star QB. What's wild? The problem with these things, though, too, is like none of it is. It's, you can't really validate it. You can't really like confirm it. it, it there's, there's no like. You know, like it, it's reportedly, but I don't think there's any way to confirm that, right? It's most definitely reported, but it's different for Miami, right? Because a lot of these schools have one big booster. And for Miami, that's John Ruiz. Yes. And the money gets funneled and- to these kids through an app or a, I guess, a software called Life Wallet. Yeah, he's, he's very, very public about Very public about it. And it's basically like a Coinbase. It's like a cryptocurrency you manage your bank account through it, right? Your 401k is on there. Your your credit score is I on there. It. So so he's lining up all these kids with their names on this app. And by being the ambassador of that app, they get funneled the money. So it's reported, but at least there's proof in the pudding. And John Ruiz, like you said, is very public about it. And wait, is it crypto or is it actual money? It's actual money, okay. but, it, okay. but it's based Just around money. crypto. So your, your crypto mm. wallet's on there no matter what kind of crypto you want. Like I said, all of your bank finances, it's all on there. So it's like this one spot that you can go to that has everybody your finances on it. And the kids on the Miami football and basketball team, and I don't know if he's really touching any other sports, but they're ambassadors for this app and software. So okay. that's how they get the money. Surprise crypto still exists at this point. Wow. Not a big I can tell you weren't a big crypto gal when you first said it. Now you doubled down on it. What's up with you in crypto? You had a bad experience? It's just funny to me, all the hype around it, especially like 2020, 2021, and now that it's completely tanked. Like, where are you all your crypto bros at? For sure. I where hear are you that. At? I hear that. Anybody? Well, the, well, the Canes guys are are, uh, are caping for him right now. I just the crypto bros were a thing, and they were the most annoying human beings ever here. to be around. They're still, hey, the, but they're smaller. It's a smaller market for them, so it's made my <laughs> life, especially in the dating world, much easier. But uh, those continue. Are, those are the ones you have to avoid. Oh, red flag. Yeah. Oh, dude, let me talk to you about crypto. Bye. Thank you for my drink. <laughs> Adios. 100%. I get that for sure. But me sitting on that couch and getting in the living room, if Mario Cristobal is talking about getting me $8.5 million to endorse a crypto app and pocket that bread, I think that would be number one for me. And I think that's what we're seeing play out a lot. I mean, NIL, what it's done to transform the recruiting landscape, it seemed like nobody was ever going to topple Alabama football when it came to recruiting. And look what happened last year, Texas A&M, the most, not just the number one recruiting class last season, 
the most historic recruiting class, the best recruiting class by many different measures of all time. So, again, for me, I say it would be the NIL money. Show me the money. I'll take my risk with everything else once I get on campus, and I think that would have me landing at the University of Miami. But there's several different things. That's, I mean, you could be thinking about how good the coach is to get you to the next level. Mm-mm. Collegiate success. Mm-mm. Location. Mm-mm. Yes. What is it for you? You're a five-star quarterback. Yes. You're uh-huh. at high school. You probably just won a couple state championships. All of them. All four yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're All like, four years. Wow. Four I got years a starter, trophy. Four- trophy wall. <laughs> I'll max the ribbons, the actual trophy, yes. the certificates. I got a spotlight on them in the back. Mm. My my you know, my mommy from the Dominican Republic doesn't know what any of them mean, but she's still super proud. Right. So, so happy. You're for the you. Dominican Republic's player of the year. Uh, yeah. Or Dominic what what do they call it? Dominican Republic's Mr. Football. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Those are those are usually oh. the five stars usually have had that award, whether it's the junior or senior season. Living my best American mm-hmm. dream. <laughs> okay. Coming okay. number one in the rankings. So now Mike Norvell, Florida State football coach, steps into your living room, Jeanette Javier. Uh oh. And he sits down. Your mom's whipping up a nice... What, what meal would your mom whip up here? She'd probably make some mangu. Some like mangu. Baked plantains what's, with some fried salami. A little mm. bit of egg in there. Okay. This, what's my, what's the onion, mangu portion of it? The pla- baked plantains. Oh, that, that is the baked plantains. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's my favorite meal in so, the world. So your mom's whipping up your favorite meal, mangu. Yes. Mike Norvell's sitting down. This is his first time likely having mangu. Uh, most likely, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look. For his sake, we're going to hope that he loves Mungu as well. He so better like plantains. Do not walk into a Dominican household if you don't like plantains. Now, and if for somebody advising Mike Norvell, Jeanette Javier, and he wants the five-star quarterback prospect, are you a pocket passer, dual threat? What do you – how do you fancy yourself? I'm humble, so I'm going to be a pocket passer. Okay, you're a humble pocket passer, modeling yes. your game after the Tom Brady, I'm guessing. Uh, the, uh, that was my idol who I grew up watching. I love it. So, so for Mike Norvell, what should, he, what should be his main point? What should be the first words out of his mouth that will make you think, I want to be a Florida State Simmons? So I'm going to get specific here. You know, the I, American dream. <laughs> what you the? come out, you know, your family moved to this country. Yeah. With this story that, you know, you, you've worked very hard to be where you're at. Yes. Why don't we take it to a city and a state that'll take you to the next level? Tallahassee. Let's take you to Florida. Tallahassee ain't going to sell me. I was about to say. So you would, say, you, would tell, you would turn Mike Norvell down? Yeah. So for you, number one is what? <laughs> What's the number one thing? Location? What's the culture like? What is culture. the culture of where I'm living? But that's not going to help you get to the NFL. What's your ultimate goal? If you're a college quarterback, what are you trying to do? I mean, I would say, Jeanette, if you're a four or five star, you're most likely going to have a shot at, at being a starting quarterback on that team. So you're most likely going to go to the NFL. So I can see where culture so plays a part in it. That's exactly uh, what I was going to say. If I'm a four or five star quarterback, you're gonna play my anyway. life is, yeah, I'm going to be teed up. Okay. I ain't got to work as hard. And I'm, of course, going to have a natural ego. Okay, Kyler Murray. So <laughs> yeah, stop. Do say. not. That's offensive. That's his thought process the whole time in Oklahoma no, and now no, in Arizona. No, no, That's offensive. But anyways. I already have an ego. Yeah. I wouldn't have to work out as hard. So I get to, you know, work hard, play hard a little more. I like that. I ain't going to do that in Tallahassee. I was about to say, that's a hard, it's going to be a tough, tough sell for Mike Norville. Exactly. We're going to have to get, we're going to have to break out the big guns. Like, do I want to be a star in Tallahassee or do I want to be a star in Miami? Oh, so Mario Cristobal would have your ear. If there was, if Mike and Mario, if yeah. Eminem yeah. were here, Mario, what's up? Show me what it's like. Love it. It's interesting you say that. And Mike Norvell wasn't the one who had Jameis Winston, but there has more recently been a star quarterback or a league-bound quarterback in Tallahassee than there has down there in Coral Gables. 
Well, speaking of star quarterback Stone, we need to get your take on it because you actually lived this experience. Mm-hmm. You were not necessarily a five-star quarterback. Or a hot commodity. But coming out of South Fork, you Aww, were – Stone. You were – come on, Stone Labanowitz. Have some faith in yourself. Stone coming out of South Fork was a quarterback. How many stars – did you get any stars? Was there a star next to your All name? All the stars. So my sophomore to junior year, I was given <laughs> – no, When you have to answer, start the question, he did not so <laughs> – so, let I was, me take you back I was, to my 10th birthday. Yeah. <laughs> He's an 80-year-old man yeah. living his best life. I was going to go with the, the longest yard Chris Rock line. You know, I'm a half a star. You know, I'm a super. Yeah. But, no. So, my sophomore <laughs> and junior year at a at a 7-on-7 seven seven camp, I was approached by a guy who worked for Rivals and was given a two-star. So, before my season started, that was taken away from me. So, I, I, I don't hang my hat on being a two-star quarterback because it didn't last. He took it away from me he once. Took the, he it, took both of your stars away. It was a summer where Let I, me find him. Let me find and him. I still follow him. He does, you know, he unfollowed me as well as, as, <laughs> oh I, as, I, as I went to college, I swear. So he's got, petty. No, I mean, no. He just doesn't want me on his timeline, right? He's got bigger, bigger guys to focus on. He thought I was going to amount to something. So that was the thing. I had a really good summer. A, a lot Hold of interest on, generated. Pump, pump the There's a lot. N- none of, none of this we, is a lie. Are you pump okay? Stone. Stone Labanowitz. Southern Illinois quarterback. Former Saluki. Court, you won a football game in the playoffs. How many quarterbacks can say that on a collegiate level? Yeah, nah, I mean. You I, did amount to something. Probably a small percentage of them. You did amount to something. Don't let that guy try to be the judge of what happened. I don't like him. Bandwidth story. I don't like this him. This was the beginning of the story. So I had generated a lot of interest, right? And I, I think he, as somebody who does that job for a living, right, is supposed to follow kids and, and kind of put them on his chart and track them. He thought I was going to get a decent amount of offers that summer. I didn't, so he took it all away from me, which I think is his job and it's normal. Yeah. Uh, you see it happen with a lot of kids. So, so seems my sketch seems sus. No, it, like it's it. super normal in the recruiting world. Guys like to tail. It's called piggybacking. But here, I'll give you my answer. So, so the one thing that I'm looking yeah, yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. Let's set the stage. Let's set the stage. So for me, it's you're, it's, you're in your home. Hold on. Let's let's go back just mm, the same way Jeanette got it. Mm. You're sitting down in your home. This is 17 year old Stone Labanowitz. Oh yeah. You're probably fresh off eating a sloppy joe. No mm. doubt. Mother's cooking up some more sloppy joes. Hair down to the shoulders. Which college quarterback? I mean, which college coach do you want walking in your living room, though? Probably someone from so someone out west, someone from the Pac twelve. West, Pac twelve. Let's go. Let's go, Wyoming. I was about. To, I was gonna go with. Uh, I was gonna go with. Speaking of Pac twelve, what's his, uh, Lincoln Riley? That's fine. Rank, Lincoln Riley, the quarterback whisperer. Yeah. From University of Southern California, Pac twelve, uh, Big Ten pending, uh, Pac twelve school in USC. Lincoln Riley steps into your living room, out there in the Treasure Coast. He sits down. What what meal is your mother whipping up now that you're done eating your sloppy joe because you don't eat real food at this age? We keep it OG, so probably go chicken cutlets, mashed potatoes, something something super, something super white and hearty. Yes, okay, yeah. cool. So a nice country meal. No doubt. A nice country meal your, your mother's whipping up. And Lincoln that Riley sits good. down. Stone Labanowitz, what is the most important thing Lincoln Riley can sell you on in that living room that will make you want to go to USC? So if I'm being recruited by USC, that means I have a bunch of offers elsewhere, I would assume. You're a right? five-star quarterback. Right, so I got everywhere. So for me, it's why are you in my house and who are you following? Like, how early on in the process did you start recruiting me? I think a lot of the times kids get starstruck by coaches that they didn't expect to get recruited by. So personally, if he was one of my first maybe five offers – that's what I'm taking seriously. So loyalty is your number one. Loyalty is number one for oh, me. Oh, I love not it. Not the money. That's not a great the, answer. So, so wow. my, the, the true answer would be, did Lincoln Riley recruit me while he was at Oklahoma and then continue to recruit me at USC? Because what you see happen with guys who, I guess I'm a five-star in this hypothetical, but a lot of the time, if you're not a, a highly uh, recruited kid, 
you get piggybacked. So I play in the FCS, and that's how it works there, right? When coaches don't pay much attention to recruits as hard as you know somebody in the SEC, Pac-12, yeah. vice versa. So when you were to get an offer by, I'll just name random schools to, to prove the point. So if you were to get an offer by North Dakota State, and it's your first offer, a kid's first offer, most likely you'll get five offers from five other schools in that conference the within the next week. Okay. So it's piggybacking. Yeah. So the ones who follow, I wouldn't go there. Because, one, you probably weren't paying attention to me. I see what you're doing there. And, and, and you kind of don't know my history. But if you're one of the first offers, that means you had a coach that dug into me, right, asked the right questions, and ended up throwing that offer out there before anybody else did. So loyalty and how early on in the process you recruited me weighs heavy on my mind. I like that. I because, like that. So Because you're, you're almost guaranteed a chance at, at – at, If you're you know, a five-star. Yeah, at a five-star, you're guaranteed a chance at earning that starting position because they've never given up on you. So what should be the most important thing to a five-star quarterback, though? Because at the end of the day, we're, we're trying to make it to the NFL. We're trying to get the money now in college. We're trying to get collegiate success. Like, that's another question that you have to ask yourself. It because is. Because if you're a five-star QB, at, you have probably a, a coin flip chance or maybe a little bit less of actually getting drafted in the NFL. So it happens for a lot of them. No doubt. So I think when you're a five-star, you're recruited by that the best recruiter on that staff most of yeah. the time. So he's probably coming from Georgia, right? He's coached at Texas A&M, and now he's landed at this school, and he was tasked with recruiting you. So with that being said, everything that he's saying most likely isn't a lie. So yeah. if you have one of the powerhouse recruiters, like in Miami, Crystal Ball has a staff full of the best recruiters in the country. So they haven't yeah. been lying to these kids. So a lot of the kids that are hitting the portal from Georgia, West Virginia, and they're immediately just – committing to Miami, it's probably because they're under the assumption they're going to play pretty early on. Yeah. So I think if you're a five-star, whoever's recruiting you means the most, right? Who has he recruited in the past? Have those got kids gone to the league? How early did they get into the lineup? There's so much research you have to do as, as a kid, as a 17, 18-year-old kid, and a lot of it falls on your parents and coaches. But I, I think kids fall into the trap nowadays of, oh, my God, you know, Mike Norvell just walked into my living room. But realistically, SMU, Utah, Wyoming – Oregon, they recruited me before FSU did. Yeah. FSU is kind of the bigger name, so I think kids should pay more attention to the smaller schools that recruited them first because you're more likely to play there instead of being starstruck and going, oh, man, I can go play in Tallahassee. I can go be a Florida State Seminole. I can go follow James Winston's footsteps, and you yeah. just kind of fall into this Not sure if fog. you want to do that. I, well, yeah, not all of his footsteps. So, so it's, it, it, it's, it's kind of a loaded answer for me, but I think loyalty and how early on you started recruiting me in the process it would be my number one factor. That's honestly a, a surprise to me, but also having you been actually kind of through that process and also knowing a lot of guys that have gone through it, I got to take that. You know, with you know, not a grain of salt. The opposite. I have to like take that hundred percent because for me, I'm superficial, and I'm Obviously. going straight for the dough. I want the NIL money right off the top. I want my eight point five million dollar deal, and I'm gonna you know, fingers crossed, hope for the best that uh I get to play and maybe go to the NFL one day. But with that eight point five million in pocket, I can make some things happen. I mean, you no doubt could make some things happen. But let me play the scenario out for you. Okay, so you're a big five star. You're going to one of the best schools in the country, right? They're preseason ranked number eight. Yeah. You're going in with another four- or five-star quarterback that you're eventually going to have to compete with when you become a sophomore junior, correct? Oh, for sure. That's what happens when you commit to Georgia or Alabama. Like, it's not just a walk and you take that job. All right. Let's say you are running a drill in practice, an individual drill with the quarterbacks. You're a dual threat, right? So you pull the hand off in a 11-on-11 drill. You try to scoot to the outside. Chunky D lineman falls on your ankle. Boom. Tear your ACL. Now, there's a four-star, five-star kid who's healthy in the same quarterback room as you are. And you won't be able to play for a year and a half, so now that kid just catapults himself in front of you on the depth chart, but 
you got your bag, right? You got your 8.5, but you're not going to play. You can't get into that lineup. It happens all the time with kids. So yeah. take your money. No one's going to watch you on TV like you thought they were. Well, but Jeanette, correct me if I'm wrong, that same scenario can play out if I don't take the highest bag <laughs> and I get like $1 million for NIL or no money, and now I don't get to play or have money. Absolutely. So which one is the smarter one to go with then? I I think take your money. Take Honestly, the money. Take the money. One mil, you, that that could set you for life if you do it right. If I, if I and you haven't sat on the field and you're a freshman in college, don't be dumb. You have to have some discipline. But you can take care of yourself and your family and build generation we- generational wealth. But you're the one that picked locations in there. Oh, 100%. <laughs> oh, I have to say, that sounds great. But if you, I mean, you're talking about Utah and what the heck am I going to do in Utah and Oregon? You know, you're going to play on the field and you're going to have a shot at the league. It's a really interesting conversation we're having nowadays because it's so prevalent and not any of us, whether you're involved in the industry or, or not really know why these kids are picking and choosing where they're going, right? We're just kind of throwing out answers. So it's a really interesting conversation. It is. It is. And, and to hop in on the conversation, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, what would be most important to you? You're a five-star quarterback coming out of high school right now. We're like three weeks away from kickoff to the college football season. It's the pivotal time where you're getting those last-second recruits before you really start to shift your focus towards the games if you are a five-star quarterback, what's most important to you when a college coach comes in and tries to recruit you? I'm definitely going with the money every single time. Give me the biggest bag, the fattest bag, direct deposit right into my bank account. We'll work out the rest of it out later. All right? I'll earn my starting spot later. I'll figure my way into the league later. Give me the bag. Jeanette, you want the location. Give me the location. You want to be by the beach. Yes. You want to be able to kick it and vibe. I want my culture around me. You want your culture around you. You want to be in a place that feels comfortable near family. Yes. I understand that. I understand that. Stone Lebanowitz, he's taking the, the other L. Not the location, but the loyalty. Mm-hmm. He said, I, I need to be loved. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Because when you screw me on the back end when I'm a junior and you told me I was going to play, I get to come after you. Man, that sounds personal. Did this, did this For, happen? Uh, plenty of times, man. Man. Many, oh, plenty of times. So what we've realized is, Theo, you like the money. I like money. Me, no surprise, I like to party. Yes. I'm a man of integrity. <laughs> oh. I, I wouldn't go that far. That was a very strong, strong way to try he and jumped close it right in it, too, a, before I, I could say morals, anything. I have morals. I have values. A man of sure. integrity. I okay. care about the process. Yeah, okay. Well, let's, let's see what kind of men and women we have um, outside of this and the fans. 888-760-3776. If you're a five-star quarterback, who, what is it that matters most to you if somebody's trying to get you to come to your college? And we start off in West Palm Beach with Big Homie. Big Homie, what's happening with you? Hey, man, what's going on, y'all? Not much. Uh, I agree with I, I, my bad. Go, what, what you about to say? I, I was going to set the stage for you just like we did everybody else. So we have – I'm going to give you Mario Cristobal because I rock with Big Homie. We're going to bring Mario Cristobal into your living room. He sits down on the couch. Your, your your people are preparing a dinner. What kind of what kind of meal would y'all whip up for Mario Cristobal if he's coming to recruit you? I'm not whipping up nothing for Mario Cristobal. <laughs> there ain't nothing that because the first thing that I get a letter from the University of Miami, I'm replying back that y'all have never won your conference before. <laughs> hey, so, no, Shots no, thanks. Fired. You. Okay. Okay. So then let's uh, get right to it. Then what's most important to you? It's winning. Who has won most recently? I don't care about what you did 30 or 40 years ago when my uncle was playing or my granddad was watching. 
who has won more recently? And that would be the Florida State Seminoles. So I will be going to Tallahassee, Ooh. who's won a national championship in the last 15 years, who's won multiple ACC championships, and is right back on track to be right back up there again. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. So Miami, Miami, has never, Miami has never done anything in the ACC. Never. You talking, about the, the you, you talking about the same Florida State Seminoles that are plus 2,500 <laughs> to win the ACC? Right now you're talking about winning, yeah, right? Yeah, that same – same, same Florida State Seminoles. What's giving you what's what's giving you the hint that the Florida State Seminoles are set up to win right now? Norville, I believe. I'm drinking the Kool Aid. I guess we got to roll with it. I guess we got to roll with it. You had something for him, Stone. No, I was going to say, I mean, I think they're, they're 11th or 12th on the list, you know, to win the <laughs> ACC. So we're talking about winning, man. I mean, it, it's, it's interesting. It's an interesting choice. But, but I do believe in his history. Like, your parents and coaches, if that's what they're preaching to you, hey, go to a winning culture. I mean, you can't go wrong there. So I, I respect it in that aspect. But as of right now, I mean, Florida State ain't making no noise in the ACC this year. I would, Clemson probably has won a, a quite a little bit more in the past 10 years. But, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. At least they've won more than Miami. I appreciate the call, big homie. I, I, I do like the fact that it seems more so like he's a Florida State fan mm-hmm. and he's just sticking with Allegiance. So maybe his, his pick really is just loyalty, loyalty as well in a different way because he's a fan of Florida State. Yeah, so Norvell walked into his house. His dad had played at Florida State already, so it was, it was a given he was going to Florida State. That, that makes a lot more sense. But there's a lot to be said about picking a school that historically wins. I think you can't go wrong doing that. It is nice to go to a place that prides itself on winning and has a, a foundation of that. I just don't know if Florida State feels like that anymore. It feels like a new program right now, I especially agree. with what's about to happen with the ACC, with the conference relocation. I, I, I'm not sure if Florida State is a prime location for anybody to go right now, and I think it's showing in their recruiting rankings. And I hope it doesn't play out on the field like that because I got some guys on that, on that team I want to see uh, do successful. And Mike Norvell was cool to us on ACC kickoff. So. No lie, I would, I would kind of be starstruck if Nick Saban just walked into Easily. my living room and I'd be like, yeah, I'm sold. I like a ring. And now I'm always, so I get that, like yeah. winning. For sure. I'm always one who, who wonders if Saban tells kids they're going to play or he takes you know the coach talk approach where he's like, hey, you know, you're going to have to earn your spot. I, I always battle with that in my head. Is he telling kids that he knows are going to play that, hey, I can see, you know, we'll redshirt you this year and you're going to be into the lineup next year. So it works a little different with Alabama because he can almost guarantee kids in high school that they're going to go to the NFL, in my opinion. I mean, personally, it'd be great if I don't do if I don't play on the field at all and I still get a couple rings. That'd be fantastic. Absolutely, and a lot of kids do, do choose to do that at Alabama. <laughs> I was about to say, it sounds That's like great. the Crimson Sideway. Uh, <laughs> winning rings, or at least winning games, on the mind of a lot of NFL fans right now. So we're going to take you around training camp. We're going to play a little NFL training camp Wednesday roundup, hitting a, diff- a couple different spots around the league. We're going to do that after the break. For now, for Jeanette Javier Stone Labanowitz, I'm Theo Dorsey. We're live here on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Tampa Bay Bucks fans, you can, you know, breathe a sigh of relief, including you, Jeanette Javier, who's in with us on Ken LaVica Live. I'm Theo Dorsey filling in for Ken. Stone Labanowitz here, too. A Jeff Darlington tweet, quote, great news for the Bucks from a source right now. Hainsey was experiencing bad cramps when he was carted off. What looked like a real scare out here was nothing more than the Florida heat. So we already know Ryan Jensen, Bucks all pro center mm-hmm. out for the season. Uh, Hainsey, what's his name? Robert Hainsey? Yes, sir. Robert Hainsey with the backup, a second year player. 
who the Bucs believe can fill in that role and be a good guy for the Bucs to rely on to protect Tom Brady and handle the middle of that line. He went down, was carted off right before the show started. Jeanette was a little wobbly. She was a little nervous about that. She was mm-hmm. nervous for Tom Brady. You know, we got he's 45 years old coming into this season. I know. We're just the only thing I see is that bright, shiny ring, and Ryan Jensen was yeah. a huge part of it. Yeah. So you gotta protect their GOAT quarterback. But now you do have Robert Hainsey likely coming back. It was just cramps. He's okay. A couple other training camp um updates with injuries. Browns receiver Jaquim Grant and former Dolphins receiver. He's on injury reserve, torn Achilles. He went down on Tuesday. And Russell Gage, Bucks receiver, he pulled up during one-on-ones, grabbing his legs. They got Dolphins-Bucks joint practice right now out in Tampa. So the Dolphins are out there. A little odd stuff. Stone, we were talking about you know Tom Brady now sharing the field with the Dolphins uh, just weeks after all of that tampering stuff comes out. And he's kind of the center of why they don't have a first-round pick next year. I mean, for sure. He, he's the main reason. And he answered questions this morning saying, you know what, this is not what we're going to do. I'm yeah, here, I'm let's here, not I'm, even do it. Let's not even do it. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm here to practice. The season's right around the corner. Yeah. I figured it'd be the first question, and it was. But it's interesting, though. Yeah. This guy's like Xavier Howard, and the defense is locking you know, these Buccaneers receivers up to the point of injury. I just I love it. I think it's foreshadowing what's going to happen for the Dolphins this season and then, most importantly, what's going to happen for the Bucks this season, just getting locked up and getting injured all over the place, Jeanette. Oh. Thanks. Jeanette, he did not have to go there. Well, the NFL season kicks off. It's less than a month now. Less than a month, SoFi Stadium. The NFL season kicking off. Um, Bills at Rams will have it in L.A. And I think it's quite the time right now, Stone, for us to just go around the league, go around the camp. We'll do an NFL Wednesday training camp roundup, and we'll start. Should we start there with Dolphins Bucks? I think we should. Let's start Dolphins Bucks. And let's go with uh, a look into maybe the insight. People, a lot of people want to be excited about Tua Tungavailoa, right? Absolutely, including Ken Levicka himself. So he already is excited. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is what we're going to find out about it, right? We're going to see what we really get from Tua this year. So let's hear from Emmanuel Acho on Tua and why he thinks Tua is the quarterback, the perfect quarterback for the job in Miami. Dolphins fans, I don't condemn you because I don't think it's coming from true Dolphins fans. It's coming from Dolphins imposters. Do not judge me if you're not going to help me. And what the Dolphins have done, those that condemn Tua, they are judging Tua, but the Dolphins haven't helped Tua. The great quarterbacks in the National Football League have one or at least two weapons. Tom Brady, Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Matthew Stafford, Odell Beckham, Cooper Cup. Oh, wait, now Allen Robinson, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams up until this point. Tua. For Tua's two seasons, his third leading receiver has been a running back. Tua's had Devontae Parker as his go-to guy, then Jalen Waddle as his go-to guy. Give Tua two dudes and see what he gonna do. You now gave him Jalen Waddle, you gave him Tyree Kill, and he gonna give you some noise in return. 13 and 8 as a starter. 13 and 8. A better winning percentage than Justin Herbert. I believe that winning and losing in the NFL is a quarterback stat. Why? Because quarterbacks touch the ball the most. So if I'm a win or if I'm a lose, it's dependent on my quarterback. Uh, the last part he said was kind of correct, but the rest of it I think absolutely wrong. Tua, I think the hate around Tua and the reason why people are disappointed in what Tua has done so far has less to do with the weapons around him because one guy he failed to mention was Mike Gesicki, which is one of the best receiving tight ends out there. Yeah, I mean, just got paid, so can't argue that. Just got paid like it as well. And I think it's more so 
the conversation that we should be having with a guy like Lamar Jackson, who legit doesn't have the threats, who legit just had Mark Andrews, and that was about it, unless you want to include Hollywood Brown. So I think it's the right argument, wrong quarterback. How are y'all feeling, though, Jeanette, about Tua's uh, perspective, especially now that he gets to rub shoulders with Tom Brady out there in Tampa? I'm sure he's going to pick up some things. Stop, number one, don't compare him to Tom Brady ever again. <laughs> that was stupid. Second of all, I think he's overhyped completely right Tua, now. Tua is. Tua, yeah, I think just the fact that you added Tyreek Hill to your roster doesn't automatically make you a better quarterback. Sure, you'll get a couple more completed passes, but I think Miami Dolphin fans need to kind of settle down and get back to reality. Mm, stone. I, I, I'm battling with the thought right now of, of our guys just speaking up and going to bat for Tua for the sake that if he does play well, they can kind of claim him and uh. claim that you know they made the take. They knew Tua was going to play well. So I don't know who's telling the truth because everyone's going to bat for this guy right now. So I'm getting a little nervous, but I think Tua's handling it well. He's he's an, he's answering these questions, and when they bring it up to him, he's uh, you know kind of meeting them right in the middle with it. He's not being too cocky, not being too humble. You're right about that, that it's a low-stakes hot take because right. nobody's going to – if Tua struggles through six weeks – Nobody's going to go dig up that Acho clip and be like, ha, look, he believed in Tua. Absolutely not. But but if Tua has three good games in a row, you know who's going to be quote tweeting that? Acho himself. Mm-hmm. Especially especially with how, how corny that dude is. Yeah, I He'll be a, doing that for sure. I, the low stakes hot take, man, it, it's very well said. I think we're going to see it a lot this season in the NFL. But most importantly, it's happening with Tua and these Dolphins. And I think Tyreek Hill is leading the charge. And, I mean, he can't do no wrong. He's, one, do he's no wrong. one of the highest paid in the league. He's one yeah. of the best receivers there is in the league. And him going to bat for a guy that throws him the ball is uh, kind of a, a win-win situation. I'm excited. I'm excited to see that. We'll go from one quarterback that has high character to one who has uh, maybe the lowest character uh, that we have in the NFL right now, and Deshaun Watson. I'd say of all time. I would say of all Out, time. Uh, outside of the <laughs> NFL, just as a it's human. Close. <laughs> <laughs> it's that, look, he's he's up there with the rest of. Them. I don't want to. I, I can't think of all the bad quarterback uh, characters out there, but he's up there for no, sure. No, I don't think any quarterback has amounted to Deshaun Watson. Let's a do it. few. Let's just let's just say the worst character quarterback in the NFL right now, and Deshaun Watson. We don't know if he'll be playing yet this year. Remember, he had the six-game suspension that's now getting appealed because the NFL says it's not long enough. Here's Roger Goodell yesterday on why he thinks that the NFL needs to push for a year-long ban. We've seen the evidence. She was very clear about the evidence. Uh, She reinforced the evidence uh, that there was uh, multiple violations here. They were egregious, and it was predatory behavior. Those are things that we felt... um, always felt were really important for us to address in a way that's responsible. See, but these are things we already knew. Like, Roger Goodell is not telling us anything new. The problem is he tried to use a new process by getting a, a judge in Sue, to, uh, I forgot her name, Sue. Sue Robinson. Sue Robinson. I, almost called her, I keep almost calling her Sue Bird, and I'm like, I nope. know that. Two very I, different people. Right, right. I cannot go that route. But he got getting the independent arbitrator in Sue Robinson to come in and rule on it for him to only now appeal it and bring in his own guy. I just don't like the process that the NFL took with it because it, it shows a lackluster effort. It also shows that they're undermining their own new process over and over again. But what I will say is, if they do ban Deshaun Watson for a full year, hey, as long as we get to the right end goal, I can't argue it. Sure. I think that's the ultimate goal, right, is to, to give him the suspension that he deserves. And Sue Robinson did her job, and I loved hearing Ken rant on that and everything. But here's one thing that sticks out to me. So this was Peter King on Football Morning in America this morning. He said, quote, if he's not going to hit, if he's not going to get hit at all financially, then what's the point? 
So we can do all this talking about Goodell, right? Suspending him for a year. He's on contract for a million dollars. But as far as what he's been fined, I think what I said last week was $335,000. There has been no reports of that going up. So he's going to sit out a year and lose less than a half a million dollars in a $232 million contract. It's, it, it doesn't seem just. It just doesn't seem just. It's, it's not fair. Definitely not fair. It's not fair in the sense that, okay, first of all, the process does suck. Why, like Ken ranted about last week, why are you bringing in a third party if essentially they mean nothing? Yeah. Try, nice try, Goodell. You're kind of trying to look like the good guy. You look like a clown, but at least something's being done. But Stone, back to your point, the financial part. The money that he's received is number one in the midst of going back and forth. It was absolutely ridiculous. Sure. So now that's a fantastic point where he's still going to sit back despite everything that he's done, and he's going to sit comfortable in his chair. Right. He he literally gets to sit at home and, and not lose even a million dollars. He's on contract to get paid a million dollars this year, which isn't a lot because this contract really starts in, in two seasons, I believe. But like Jeanette just said, he'll sit at home on the couch, lose $335,000, and then hop on the field next year, and they will be you know one of the contenders in their division. So he it, still it, wins. It's, com- yeah. it's comical. It, it, he still wins, and he also, the, the biggest part of this that I find the biggest problem with is he's not contrite at all. He's not owning up for any of his actions. And even if he could just own up for the way his actions made others feel, it would make me feel better. But he's purporting himself to be this guy that has done no wrong. And I get it from the legal standpoint why he is taking this position, but it also seems a little bit diabolical and a little bit deranged that he continues on that path. Let's, let's shift gears to something a little bit more up-tempo, something a little bit more uh, fun, and that's uh, the mediocre quarterbacks that Stone Lebanowitz continues to ride for. And there's one out there in Washington, D.C. with the commanders and Carson Wentz who has been Woo! just – you know, just ripping it up, slinging that football all around the field. Oh, except it, the ball hasn't been going to his receivers just as much as he wants to. Let's get an update out of Washington, and we have, I believe, Pat McAfee. Yeah, Pat McAfee. The Pat was, McAfee show. They so, were clowning on it today. So I've been, I've been seeing all these reports on Twitter that, you know, they're using the quotes, misfire. A lot of their beat writers talking about this is one of the most inaccurate showings from a quarterback in training camp that they've ever seen in their tenures, which, you know, it's really tough for me to hear because I had a lot of faith in Commander Carson, but... I'll play some Pat McAfee audio today. They're clowning him and, and kind of making fun of my man. Congrats to them buying in and understanding what catches and what doesn't. How about Speaking it? of catches, will they be able to make any, Terry McLaurin, that is, with Carson Wentz playing quarterback? I think his good will be great. His bad will be noticeable. And I'm not sure there's any real expectations for the commanders this year. Is there? You hit it right there. Like, I think the one thing they have going for them, if things like this continue to come out, is that expectations become lower and lower for their team. So whatever they do is a positive, I feel. I'm sick of the recycling of mediocre quarterbacks in the NFL. There's got to be a bigger pool somewhere. There's got to be guys we can find that can throw the ball accurately, that can at least give fan bases the confidence that we're out there to try to compete, especially as an ex-Panthers fan. What's going on out there in Carolina is just despicable. Yeah. But for the Washington Commanders to do what they did and make the swing for Carson Wentz to be the savior of their franchise this year, this offseason, after what the Colts what they saw from the Colts in week 18 from Carson Wentz last year, for for the commanders to go and sign up for the Carson Wentz experience, to me, is I'm glad this is happening to him. It's just. And when he goes out there and he throws 17 interceptions and 12 touchdowns this year, they'll get everything they deserve. Also, also, I don't like, I don't like, uh, what's called Ron Rivera. 
Yeah, Riverboat like Ron. Anymore. What's wrong with Ron Rivera? Not a big fan. He's a fan of Christ. He's a good man, so I can't believe you're doing that. Yeah, yeah. But a, lot hear, of, a lot of bad. A lot of people that are whack to me are fans of Christ too. So <laughs> cancer oh, survivor. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Latino. That, that's just, that's just like, what is up. your issue? What did he do to you? I don't like the way he didn't ride for Cam Newton after Cam Newton got bounced out of the Carolina. I mean, I've, I, I, I mean, I feel Cam yourself. Newton carried that dude's football team. No doubt. For all three years. Do you want to get the full disclosure that you're a Panthers fan? Yeah, Are you even yeah. a Panthers fan yeah. anymore? <laughs> Mr. Ride or Die, you're thinking about leaving your own organization hey, Ron you've been left a fan about. Don't be a hypocrite. Ron Listen, left them too. Here's what I'll say. As far as the Carson Wentz and Washington experience right now, I'm sitting in the blind spot. Call me Emmanuel Acho because I have the low stakes <laughs> hot take. You just no. went so yeah. crazy on him talking about 17 interceptions, right? He's going to blow it. Fine, I'll sit pretty and say he's going to have a mediocre season and they're going to end up being a wild card in that NFC East and, and, and getting over a team like Philadelphia, right? I can make that statement and not I look back to it when it happens. Did you just say he'll have a mediocre season? Yeah, I did. That's your hot take? Yes, it is. That that mediocre quarterback is going to have okay, a mediocre season? Okay, fine, you're going to make an official hot take. So these Washington Commanders will be the wild card in the NFC East right behind Dallas. Make the playoffs. Yeah, because the NFC East is so good right so now. The, so the so Eagles, good. So where do the Eagles <laughs> fall in that? They don't. So they're going third in the NFC. Yes, they are. Commander's second. Mm-hmm. That's actually quite cute. That's I don't low stakes hot take. That's that's a, the me, the theme of the day. You're right. Low stakes hot take. That was a good. I like that low stakes hot take. It's a good low stakes hot take because nobody's gonna remember it because it's the Commanders. <laughs> uh, one guy that Jets fans wish were on their team right now and able to play is Makai Becton, who is likely out for the season for the New York Jets. That's a left tackle. He's a third year player. He is. A guy that is uh, one of the stars of their or franchise right now, really. Yeah, no doubt. Former first round pick. Let's hear Robert Saleh talking about how, I mean, in the Meadowlands and around New York and with that crazed fan base, people have been quitting on Makai Becton. Before this, even, there were concerns about his weight. People thought he was flopping as a guy that's to be like the, the, the stronghold of that offensive line. Yep. So here's Robert Saleh riding for his guy as he tries to recover from a torn ACL, right? Yes, sir. He shows up to camp, and he's fighting to get himself back in shape. He's got videos of him vomiting, and people are throwing shade, and he's limping, and he's doing all those different things, and he's fighting the, for this, for his family, for himself, for his teammates, for this organization, for this fan base, and he's doing everything. And then everybody wants to drop him like a, a, a wet rag. That ain't the case. Um, we love Makai. We appreciate everything he's done, and it's, his ride is not over. His story's not over. And uh, he's got full support of this organization. And if you're a fan that wants to support him, you're more than welcome. Otherwise, just keep him moving. I, I, I mean, he's, this is a coach speak through and through. It's a little dramatic, but I do like Robert Sala riding for his guy. And I think it's something that he kind of has to do. And Jeanette, if you're Makai Becton and you hear your coach talking about you like that, especially after you see the fan base kind of falling off of you, losing a little bit of the love, getting a little jaded on you, how does that make you feel to hear your coach ride for you like that? Good and it's expected. That's the way a coach should feel about his player. So dang right, you best defend me. Sure, but I don't think it means a damn thing. I mean, Zach well, Wilson's Of course, script. at the end of this. So it, it was awfully funny how this <laughs> how this sequence happened, but Mackay Beckton was carted off, right? You know, Jets world going crazy. Everyone gets to, you know, tee off on the New York Jets and, and make fun of them. And then all of a sudden, the first four plays of that New York Jets practice, which I saw reported by a few of the beat writers, Zach Wilson was sacked. And wasn't completing any passes or whatever. Surprise. And they were like, you know, it's time to leave this practice early. This is really bad news for the Jets. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you can go to bat for your guy all you want. You guys are still screwed. And I think as 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 Jets fans, you guys you guys did this to yourself. Yeah. You guys drafted Garrett Wilson. You guys drafted uh, Jermaine Johnson. And all of a sudden, you guys talked about how offensively, Zach Wilson was ready, right? We, we got the pieces we need to kind of make a run. 
in our division, and, and all of a sudden things are falling apart, and now we're teeing off on you guys, and now you guys are upset about it. It's, it's a little funny. And that's a fractured kneecap, by the way, from Akai Becton. Um, I, I screwed up on that one. But, yes, a little, a little bad for the Jets as they thought that this was going to be the year that they were going to pop out. I'm excited that they were excited about it, but without Makai Becton, I don't see it happening. And then we go to maybe the lowest of the lows in the NFL, a franchise that can't get out of its own way, but they have a quarterback battle. So they're getting talked about national media, I guess. Peter King on Football Morning in America talking about the Carolina Panthers quarterback situation. When Matt Rule says, you know, we're still going to give it plenty of time, uh, they're probably not going to pick their starting quarterback till the end of the month. And that, to me, is a sign that they'd like to give Baker Mayfield every opportunity to show he knows the offense. Uh, I think I think deep down, they'd love Baker Mayfield to play opening day against his old team. Uh, they think, he, obviously, he'd be supremely motivated to uh, to play against them. And I just think they believe healthy and with enough knowledge of the game plan and of their playbook, uh, they think that Baker Mayfield's a better player than Sam Darnold. Oof, man. You know what? I think that Brussels sprouts are better vegetable than broccoli. They are. Made the right way. Brussels sprouts are a better vegetable than broccoli. That's exactly how you sum up that soundbite. And that's how I feel about talking about Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold. So, you know what? Let's not even waste our time on that abysmal quarterback room. And any fan of the Panthers, join me, please, as we leave. You're Uh, still a fan of the Panthers, though? Join me in leaving, is what I said. (laughs) Okay. Join me. We're riding out. Speaking of, we're riding out. We'll have, actually, an ACC quarterback that went down that could shake up things in the ACC. We talked a little bit about Florida State. Well, maybe this door is opening for them because one quarterback down for an ACC top contender. He's stole the band with Stash Jeanette Javier. I'm Theo Dorsey. We're live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. You hate to see injuries in sports in general. You especially hate to see non sport-related injuries or medical conditions that hold players out. And that's that's exactly what Wake Forest is dealing with right now. Starting quarterback Sam Hartman reportedly out for an extended period of time because of a non-football-related issue. Wake Forest announced that Wednesday, which is today. And right now, for the Demon Deacons, who are the reigning division champs in the same division with Clemson, in the same division with Florida State, in the same division with North Carolina State, yeah. which has a pretty good program right now, and they expect to contend, this is a big-time issue. Uh, head coach Dave Clawson did say that he expects um, he expects Hartman to be able to come back at some point this year, but they're expecting it to be an extended injury or extended out. So, Stone, yeah. what does this mean for the Atlantic division? It means a lot, to be honest with you, because when we can – when we can force ourselves to get hype about the opportunity that the Miami Hurricanes can win the ACC, right? And Clemson looks really strong. They're bound to have a bounce back year. You talked about NC State. Their quarterback, Devin Leary, is the player of the year preseason favorite. Yeah. Right? So a lot of these teams, and then all of a sudden, you have the reigning champs like you just talked about in Wake Forest, and Sam Hartman leads the way, right? They graduated a lot of skill players, but they were always banking the entire offseason, right? That Sam Hartman was going to be their anchor, and that he was going to carry them along the way, and yeah. I and I think you know just now getting done with OTAs and starting training camp, 
it really sucks because OTAs are led by players. So Sam Hartman was the guy in the weight room. He was the guy out in the field kind of, you know, leading the stretching lines and running the drills themselves, right? The coaches were giving him the script, telling him, hey, we want to run these plays. And that's Sam Hartman's team. And he was a damn good quarterback he last year. He was a damn good 50 quarterback. 50 total touchdowns, more than 4,000 passing yards. So, so with them, they were fourth favorites to win the ACC. Now the updated odds, they really got bumped back now. So they're plus 800 to win the ACC, which is now behind UNC, even without a Sam Howell, Pitt, and NC State, Miami, and Clemson, of course. So they slid back a little bit, all because of the Sam Hartman injury. So, so good news for Miami Hurricanes and Clemson and NC State fans, but just really, really bad news for Wake Forest fans. I feel really bad because yeah. I loved watching him play last year. And you want a guy like that, especially non-football-related medical condition, uh, they did not disclose what it is, but you just hope that he gets well. He's a young man out there. He still has another year of eligibility if he does miss this year. But, um, again, they expect him to come back at some point. They said it's an extended outing. And then also, they play Clemson like week four. They play Florida State like week five. So if this is an extended period of time and you're without your starting quarterback, we know just how difficult that can be, especially against division foes. Yeah, as far as ranking voters in the, the committee, they're not going to take it easy on them. And I think their head coach, Dave Clawson, knows that. Let's say they're at, I don't know where, I think they were at maybe 19, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, you know, preseason before the season. After you win a division, you're inside the top 25. But yeah. they're on a very short leash. With no Sam Hartman, obviously nobody has any faith in them. So if they do get blown out by Clemson, and I'm talking 42 to 10, yeah. they'll slide all the way back and there's probably no shot they get back in. And that Clemson defense is hungry. No that doubt. Clemson defense is talented. They're strong and they're hungry to prove that they can do something similar to what Georgia's defense did last year. Uh, I'm excited for this that we have coming up. We're about to be able to speak to the Oracle, the guy that gives us all of our answers, the answers to all of our questions. And as we craft up these questions to figure out some things and learn some things about life, it just has me pumped up. So we're going to go to break. And after that, we're going to bring in Steve Politziner, the president, the Oracle, the OG, Who's going to spit some knowledge to us? For now, she's Jeanette Javier. He's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Theo Dorsey in for Ken Levicka, and we're live on ESPN 1063.